What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei NK, and we're back again with another episode. I'm not my host, but I'm with Mike. Ah, Mike. How? Okay. First, and to begin with, so let's let's go for a little backstory. A little backstory. How did you start as a videographer slash photographer and all that around? Uh, started back in like 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. and 2015, beginning 2016. Uh, I was 15. Okay. And so I was given by my dad like this Samsung S Galaxy S4. Okay. And then, you know, as a kid, you just want to try new things. So mm-hmm. I tried the camera, and then it was something that you just get. Like, you know, when you start something, you feel like natural with it. Oh, okay. Okay. So then. It just seems like more of like an extension of yourself. Yeah. So I started like taking pictures of flowers here. And then, you know, it just started feeling like something I was missing. Okay. And then I kept doing it. And mm. then one day I try editing and then I go start you watching YouTube videos, start editing. And the more I do it, the more I enjoy it, the more I like it. Mm. And then one thing led to another. I kept doing it. It just started feeling like I'm in my own zone, my own world when I'm doing it. Mm. So yeah, I kept doing it. And one day somebody told me to post more and to market myself. Okay. And boom, that's just became more than a passion. Mm-hmm, it became mm-hmm. a business. It became, mm-hmm. you know. You know, I feel that. I feel that. Speaking mm-hmm. of marketing, marketing yourself, I find it interesting trying to convey who you are through art, especially mm-hmm. when it's not something that's, it's not you talking to someone. It's them seeing what you created, and yeah. then they're having to like decipher what you were talking about right there. Does that mean that you have like a the way you see things, is it just inherently different than other people? Like, is your eye, like, can you just naturally I wouldn't see things say differently? It's, I wouldn't say it's different than everybody else, but. Okay. So is it more like. I have a different outtake to how I showcase it. I okay. A, like, let's say the way you do your podcast. Mm-hmm. There's many, there's a thousand people that do podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. But you have your touch to it. Okay. That makes it feel unique. That makes it feel you. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my pictures. Same thing with my videos. I give him my outtake. I give him my touch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes you feel different, which makes you look different than anybody else out there. Mm-hmm. How do you describe that touch? That's the thing that I don't know how to describe. Mm-hmm. But when you do something, that's there's something you can't describe. Okay, it's just there. It's just you. Do, you just do you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's more of like a vibe yeah. more than anything else. Okay, okay. Did you see that like quote unquote vibe in other things that you were doing, and then you just like noticed it, or what? More or so. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's just something that I picked up on quite fast, and I kept doing it. Like they say, the more you practice, the more you get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that. Bull's hard about it, like creating your own art. The judgment and not receiving support from who you expected the most. How so? So, when you start doing something like art, mm-hmm. you expect your friends, family to support. Okay. Living in an African household, it's you doing art as something that's taken as you wasting time. You're not doing something realistic. Mm-hmm. But you want that support from them. But ninety percent of the time, you, sh- I think you would know more than anybody else. That's something that you don't really get from an African household. Nah, facts, facts. Nah, even something like this. Um, 
my the one of the first things my mom ever told me when I started doing this is was like make sure it does not interfere with your studies, with your work. And I started to realize that I was not enjoying other things outside the context of like, for example, like this podcast. Yeah. And it starts eating away at you because you know that you should be studying and stuff like that. But it's like, for example, like yesterday, I had an exam for today. And instead of studying for the exam, I literally just spent like four hours like editing like two videos. And you know what? I felt like I, w- I used my time like efficiently instead of like going and studying and doing stuff like See, that. See, that's the thing. Nobody else would understand it more than you. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. your art is the way you express yourself. Of course, of course. And nobody more than you would understand how the time you spend on it mm-hmm. is worth it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else seems, sees it as something unrealistic mm. until you make it. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. That's fair. How was the conversation with your parents about it? Is there even one? Because <laughs> I started doing it and they didn't really think too much of it till I started like investing myself in it. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear other people, oh, they were given a camera, that's how they started doing it. No, mm-hmm. I saved up my way to get the camera and then little by little bought more gear. But the more they started seeing me spend my money, rather like regular kids, they spend their money on clothes, shoes. Mm-hmm. I was investing on in my gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were like, they started picking up on it, and then the conversation is there. Oh, you should focus more on school. You should focus more on why are you wasting your money. Yeah, why are you wasting your money? Why are you not saving it for this, that, the third? But like, nobody else will understand it more than you mm-hmm. how much those things value are valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, speaking of some of the content you've created, what is Food for Thoughts? So Food for Thoughts is something that I started to basically, like, you're feeling a lot of things as, mm. first of all, a black man in America. Mm-hmm. And just in general, everybody feels a lot of things. And it was my way to basically express it mm-hmm. in short form content to try to, like, reach out to other people out there that might be feeling the same thing mm-hmm. and try to like show them, oh, you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. You And try to show, like try to motivate whoever is going through the same thing as me. Okay. That they can always text me, they can always reach out to me. Mm-hmm. As, as those type of things that you wanna do, not for just you, mm-hmm. but you wanna put it out there for who, who else might be going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even, Elaborating more on the the loneliness aspect of it, do you feel like as you make content and stuff of that nature, it seems kind of like lonesome in the sense where it's like you see all your other peers like um, doing a lot of school stuff, getting jobs and yada, yada, yada. And it feels like just draining for you to just like apply for jobs that aren't like in your own like field type of thing. Or are you okay? Do you think that you're going to eventually like put this aside to like go into like quote unquote like the corporate world and do as like your parents wanted? If I'm being honest with you, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have, I work for the Minnesota Twins right now mm-hmm. as a computer engineer. Mm-hmm. But as I do it as a way to, that's the job that's going to fund all this, fund all this camera gear, mm-hmm. all these trips that I want to do. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the end goal is to do. My photography, my videography, my content creating as mm-hmm. a full time thing. I mm-hmm. don't wanna just I don't wanna sit code all day 
while in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not living to my full potential. Of course. Mm-hmm. I got, let me ask you the same question. Mm-hmm. What are you going to school for? Uh, economics and psychology. Is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? I won't do it for the rest of my life. No, I will not. Yes. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> this type of work. Yeah, exactly. no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Honestly, I kind of realized this over the summer when it's like, even though I'm doing all these great things academically, um, I feel like I'm holding myself back from doing what I truly want to because it feels like I'm kind of just cruising along in life, except for any time that I'm working on my craft. And I feel like I need to really look inside myself mm-hmm. and just like really like be firm on what I really want to do in this life. Because like I even for example like this for example um I'm doing this for a couple of years but it's only since recently when I started putting like skin in the game as in like buying like real clean mics like this stuff like that spending a couple thousand on doing stuff in this nature where I realize where it's like you can't just kind of do things in this yeah. life. Mm-hmm. How many how many people how many friends seeing you spend that type of money on just mics mm-hmm. camera. Tripod. I know a tripod. I have the same one. It's, mm. That's not twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, no facts. It's not those old TikTok because our cameras are heavy, bro. Oh my if god! If you put it on any tripod, you are gonna break that it's, lens. You are gonna mm, break that camera, mm-hmm. and you are gonna be going through it. So, how many of your friends? How many of your peers have seen you invest this type of money and, and said, "Oh, why are you doing this?" Honestly, honestly, they. Hmm. It's not even on the why are you doing this is like, ah, I, this is now proof that you're serious. Now I truly want to invest in your own like craft now because of one of my friends was telling me about this. He was like, I feel he was like, I feel like everyone wants to do everything, but no one wants to like pay invest in exactly <laughs> and like work on that human capital to learn how to actually do just that like thing. everybody wants to be an influencer. Just everybody wants to be a, a content creator. Mm-hmm. But Nobody's w- willing to put the money in, get in the right gear. Mm-hmm. Nobody's willing to put the time and sit and edit. And learn how and to learn how to edit because <laughs> this stuff takes time. It's not just, we don't just become good at it. We don't mm-hmm. just pick up a camera and tomorrow we are shooting for your, your favorite Nigerian rapper, mm-hmm. your, your favorite... <laughs> Lil Durk. Lil Durk. <laughs> stuff like that. You don't just do that. Mm-hmm. It comes with time. It comes with... A lot of sleepless night. Mm-hmm. Those are stuff people don't think about. Just people don't value because mm-hmm. we go through a lot to get to where we are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a field where ninety percent of the time people are not gonna respect you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until you start. People won't watch until like everyone else is watching. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shows, what was your favorite show to shoot? My very show to shoot was um, Lil Durk and Baby Show. Really? Okay. Because it was the first ever time that I got flown out to go shoot a show. Mm-hmm. What and was the whole process in that? It was it's kind of crazy because mm-hmm. I was out of my... I wasn't working anymore where I was working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. It's about time that I started, like, Sending out uh, emails to different artists that were right there, and I sent. How did you get in? Co- wait, before you even, how did you even get in contact with them? They they always have their um, what's it called managers on their Instagrams. Mm-hmm. So 
I just went on like I went I sent an email to Baby's uh, manager, to Dirk, to Polo G. I already had contact with Polo G, but that's besides the point. Like there's a lot of people that I sent an email to and mm-hmm. then Dirk's PR mm-hmm. sent me an email back saying that there's a show in Denver. Mm-hmm. This day it was it was actually a Tuesday. Okay. I'm like, I got school on Tuesday, but <laughs> is it worth going? So I said I'll be down and mm-hmm. then was it like two hours later? She asked me for my full name and birthday. And then she's like, she sent me a, a flight ticket and a hotel. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to sit back and reflect on that. I'm like, this is real. This is happening. Mm-hmm. It's on a Tuesday, so I, I got to be there on a Monday mm-hmm. and go to the concert on Tuesday, come back on Wednesday, and miss three days of class, low key. <laughs> I left a night on a, a Monday. Oh, wow. So okay. I already went to class. Oh, okay, okay. I missed Tuesday and I had to lie to my professors, <laughs> tell them, oh, I got a family emergency. I gotta be gone for this long. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, I had to make it for my exam. Oh. So imagine <laughs> I had to go to the concert. It was, I had, there was a meet and greet at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, it's, it's a show that ended around midnight because they had all day guys. It was mm-hmm. like, Baby had two sets. Okay. He started and then had another one at the end. Mm. It was it was crazy. And the movement and then Carla Ray was there too. And then I finished the concert at midnight. Okay. Got back, edited, slept at like three AM. At five I had to leave for the airport. Mm-hmm. Got back at like nine AM back in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Had to drive from Minneapolis to St. Cloud and make it to my two PM class. And then that's when you sit back and realize there's too much stuff and sacrifice that goes in for you to make it to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, that was that was one of my highlights of 2021. Oh wow, yeesh! How was meeting Lil Dirk? He's more chill than you would expect him to be. Cause meeting him, I'm expecting oh, I'm gonna meet that. It's big time, so mm-hmm. he not gonna be paying no attention, but he chill. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that two days later, India, who is ex uh, fiance or whatever the fuck they, they was, <laughs> yeah, 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 or whatever they is now, mm-hmm. she reposted my picture. Oh word, okay. He had like over forty thousand likes on my Instagram. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so then. That got me thinking, all the sacrifice is actually not for nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right after that, her friends came here for a shoot for the, I'm like, all oh, this shit just happened in one week. Mm-hmm. So India reposted my picture. Okay. And then two days after that, her friends DM'd me asking for a shoot. They had a like a, their business and they, I'm like, I'm in, Minnesota, how is this gonna work? They're like, we coming to you. They came Saturday, I did the shoot, and then I just had to process all of that. Like, this is real, this mm-hmm. is my life now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
there's a lot of stuff that goes on to show that this ain't easy. Okay, okay. As as you are going through these like um phases of of your consecration of that nature, yeah. how do you like conduct yourself, especially when you're in a room with other people that are like quote unquote like big time? You just stay yourself, check to yourself. Okay. Yeah. For, don't, for don't be a fanboy. Don't be <laughs> one of those. Stay true to yourself. Mm. You know what you're in there to do. You know you have to be worth it to be in that room. It's business, yeah. You so hired me. <laughs> mark yourself. Okay. Show them that you have the potential to be there. Mm-hmm. You are who you are to have been in that room. So mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do. Okay. Do your work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it first time you're doing um, like bigger shows? Did you ever get like distracted? Like, as you were in the moment, like, for example, when you were uh, shooting for, like, Burner Boy or Fireball or stuff like that nature, did you ever get, like, distracted being in those types of rooms? No, actually, because you can ask a few people that I that have seen me at, at one of those shows. I'm, like, in my zone. I okay. don't. All I see is which angle running around the room. Mm-hmm. Like. Our common friend Prince, mm-hmm. we shoot together. We, sh- we shoot. Uh, he shoots videos. I mostly shoot pictures for concerts. Mm-hmm. He can tell you when we're there. I don't even think we're looking at who's in the crowd. I don't even think we're looking at what's going on because mm-hmm. there would be a bunch of fights. And I, I see later <laughs> on snaps. I'm like, this was going on. <laughs> we're just running around trying to get the best angle, trying mm-hmm. to get the best shot. Mm-hmm. So I would say. I haven't really got to the point where I'm distracted or I say I'm distracted in that moment. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. That's actually, like, really interesting. Um, my friend once told me, uh, he also works, like, in the business of that, like, entertainment and stuff of that nature. He yeah. was like, the first time you mess up is the last time you'll mess up because no one is inviting you back. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it is. Yeah. Do you feel like it's... That's why that's one of the biggest reasons why you have to, like, really conduct yourself correctly? Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. Because it's your image at, <laughs> on stake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how hard is it to rebuild a reputation, especially in this type of industry? That's close to impossible. Really? How so? You have to really be... Because, first of all, it's hard to make it. Okay. One. Mm-hmm. Second, imagine you... It's like, you know how far St. Cloud is to Minneapolis, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you do the walk from there to here. Mm-hmm. Imagine how long that walk is. Now, you get there, you mess up the mission you want to go do. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine having to drive, to walk back, and having to walk back again to here. That's how, hard, walk back. <laughs> that's how yeah. hard it is to make it again mm-hmm. and rebuild all that your, trust all that, that trust all that reputation because as people putting faith in you there's like a million people trying to be in the spot you are in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially with like once once in a lifetime uh opportunities like that 
I kind of noticed that everybody talks, even like in the small like Minnesota area with like musicians and stuff of that nature. Everybody knows everyone. So if you are out here gallivanting and just behaving in a way that's not conducive to success, I feel like everyone's gonna hear about it, and it's like super easy to get like blackballed in a lot of entertainment. Everybody's gonna talk. Everybody's gonna put you in a situation that you do not want to be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just watch. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Just behave. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Oh, question. Uh, transitioning from a lot of um, Afro artists and shooting uh, now like American rapper and stuff like that nature. How is it differ? Mm. One quick example: American rappers, they. They're more to themselves, and once they trust you, they trust you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the difference between African, like Afro, the whole industry is they'd rather put on their family first before they put on somebody who's actually good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's one quick thing that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Is they'd rather put on somebody who is black related, somebody who's family. Mm-hmm. Before putting on somebody that actually is putting on the work and doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. but once you make it in, like you make it in the African industry, trust me, they they're right with you. They'll rather the go to you than any find another person. They're right with you a hundred percent. If they have to pay that flight ticket, they're gonna pay it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they have to add a little bit. Just for you to be there, mm-hmm. they are going to make that extra step. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like American rappers, they always have a they always have a backup. If you can't make it, somebody <laughs> else don't even do worry it. about it. Don't even worry about it. Somebody's <laughs> gonna do it. Oh wow! Does it make you feel like uh, replaceable, or do you feel like your like art like just stands out from the crowd? Everybody was replaceable in this world. Okay, but. The, it's about the impact that you leave when you leave that room. Mm, like, okay. Am I gonna leave the people that I went that came to shoot for satisfied? Okay. And that's what I try to leave every time I leave the room. Every time I leave the concert. Every time I leave a studio, I want to make sure my clients are satisfied to to the max. Okay. Okay. How do you do that? I state me like, first of all, the energy you bring in the room. You don't want to be that that guy who's just sitting and you know the just taking pictures. You want to make them feel comfortable. Oh, okay. You want to make them feel like they're. It's a whole experience yeah, interacting you wanna, with you. You want to build an experience for them, for mm-hmm. them to be like, because. Then again, always comes back to the same point. Market mm-hmm. yourself, because. People talk. Okay. And after that shoot, after that concert, after that studio shoot, they're going to go back and tell their friends, oh, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. And once they say what they did, you have to make sure they give you good reviews. They okay. tell you, oh, you did great. Mm-hmm. He did this. He mm-hmm. made us feel like this. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, you have to study your client. Okay. Let's say you're about to do a show with somebody who you never done the show before, but you know they can put you on to bigger things. Okay. So let's say you're about to do a show for 
a graduation shoot, but mm-hmm. you know that person is a foodie. You've seen their content. They like going to food spots a lot. Mm-hmm. Bring a little bit of snacks. Mm, okay. And make them feel at home. And there's those small details that are going to notice and give recommendation for, oh, this guy actually put in the time to know who I am as a person. And that goes a long way rather than you being, oh, I'm just here for my business mm. type thing. Mm. The research aspect of any type of job really sets people apart. And I low-key first learned that. Ah, I love the fact that I played sports when I was younger because of like I feel like you learn so much from just athletics in general, right? And one of the things that I just like took away from uh, for playing basketball is that like everyone has a thing that they like in a way that they specifically move. And if you're able to just like interact with that idea of that person, you and that person just connect immediately. Exactly. Because mm. quick example, um, every artist likes something different. Mm-hmm. So who's an, a good example? Olamide. Okay. Olamide, we went to go pick him up at the airport, and then that was a great shoot. What continue? He. He was a very chill guy. He had just minded his business. Mm-hmm. And then me, I was watching a, a show on my phone for right to, from the airport to to like back home, mm-hmm. back to the hotel. I mean, I was watching this show, uh, Blacklist. Okay. And he happened to notice that I was watching it, and just the conversation about the show built a longer relationship from <laughs> him and I because I was. Uh, a season ahead of him mm-hmm. and then we was just talking about the previous season he was watching and mind you a month and a half later after i done his concert and everything he sent me a text saying that he just watched the season I was on. <laughs> like i was shocked i'm like wait you remember about this conversation mm-hmm. we had because even we talked about it the day before the concert mm-hmm. and then the day of the concert we had the same conversation, like after the concert and everything, because he had to watch a few more episodes. Aha, uh-huh, okay. And then we was talking about it. Mind you, I didn't talk to him for like a month and a half. Okay. He came back and talked to me about it. That was like, oh shit, that little conversation you had with somebody can mean a lot. Oh, okay. And then that built a longer relationship because, like, was it like six, seven months later? Mm-hmm. When we met back at Afro Nation, mm-hmm. he was like, "Yo, how you doing?" And he was telling me more like what he has been up to. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's a friend now." I that's just made not, a hobby. <laughs> wow, that's not any more client relationship. That's mm-hmm. more a friend. Because mm-hmm. on New Year's, on Christmas, he texts me first before if <laughs> my friend texts me a Happy New Year's. Wow. And that's somebody you, I used to look up to mm-hmm. and be like, oh, he's done all this things, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's good. It's mm-hmm. great. I feel that. I feel that. How was Afro Nation and being a part of that? It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it feels surreal because you're on stage with some of the big <laughs> names in the industry. You have mm-hmm. all these people you never thought of like getting to shoot, like, Davido, for example, mm-hmm. having even some of the young young names, Rema, for example, mm-hmm. the energy they bring to the stage, 
and just being able to capture that it was like wow i'm actually doing something that i yeah. love and i'm getting to travel for it i'm mm-hmm. getting to experience all of this at a young age mm. there is no better feeling that beats that mm. how do you capture energy like while you're like trying to find a shot capture energy just yeah. try to find like the reason why i love uh concert photography is because you're able to find somebody to capture somebody and they in their best zone, in their true nature, and something they really like doing. Because mm-hmm. when you at a studio shoot, you tell them how to pose. Okay. But when they're performing, that's them. They're <laughs> just being them, mm-hmm. and being able to just hold a still image for showcasing how much fun they're having, how much passion is put in their in their craft. It's just. It's just wow, because you don't get to see that often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's wow. one of the reasons why I love concert mm. photography. Did you ever try to get into like still photography at all? Or is that more boring due to you? It is boring, but I I do it. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's more frequent. It's, it pays the bills. Mm, I feel it, I feel it. How do you describe being a director? Or do you even see yourself as a director when you are having shoots? To... To a certain extent, to different shoots, mm-hmm. I just try to put my vision into reality. That's and try to have fun at the same time. Cause mm. I don't want to be too stuck up. I just want to like just do what I got to do and have, while having fun. Okay, I feel, I feel. So there's not really like a story that you're walking in trying to tell. It's more like a whatever I happens. Do, like every video every picture that i want to that i want to post out there i wanted to tell a story mm-hmm. i don't want it to just be there for it being nice like i could take a picture of that microwave right there mm-hmm. and it's just gonna be blank but i always stick to that uh that code that that saying a picture sit can tell a thousand words oh okay yeah yeah so i I'd rather give a story. I would rather tell you a story than just have you like a picture for it just being nice. Mm-hmm. So that's why, even with the concert, that's why I try to get them emotion. Okay. Rather than just getting them when they're holding their mics. That look nice. But when they're jumping mm-hmm. and you capture them in, in the air, that tells more. Mm. Who do you think was your craziest shot that you ever got? I think so far, like, Rema. Okay. Why was it so crazy? Like, just look at it. He was literally in the air. Levitating. Oh. And just his energy is surreal. Like, he just, boom, jumping all over the place. Mm. I feel it, I feel it. But also, like, the Burner Boys I took... Recently, he did he post those? He posted one of them. Oh, okay, but he posted the ones that I did my first ever concert that I've been to actually in 2019. Oh wow! Which is one of the reasons why I was like, I'm not wasting my time actually. Okay, okay. I am getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely. Do you feel like okay? How do you feel like when people say those type of things where it's like, ah, uh, being a photographer is not that hard. It's just like. Going and just shooting, taking a pic. One of my biggest pet peeves. 
How so? Aspirants. That's one of our biggest pet peeves. Because <laughs> I could give you a camera. Show me what you can do with it. Mm. Like, do you know the different settings you input? Like, let's say you're about to shoot a video. Like, what is the difference between RAW and JPEG? Mm. What is ISO? What is shutter speed? All those things. If I give any random camera, are they going to be able to do them? To tell me what it, which one is? Mm. Those are the things people don't think about, don't realize how much it means. Not just anyone can do it. Mm. If everybody could do it. You would have a job. <laughs> I wouldn't have a job. If mm-hmm. anybody else can do it, if it was that easy, everybody would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is. Like you. Most of your friends tell you just put a camera down and record. Just, just it's chat. It's not that simple. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel it. Ah, well, we got to that section of which I had a sensei where my guest goes and gives some advice that they wish that they had while they was growing up, some advice for them now, or some advice that they want to tell themselves in the future. Take it away. The advice that I wish somebody gave me when I was starting was don't be too afraid to reach out and... Don't be afraid to try and and lose or not obtain what you want because it's the more you try, the more you're gonna obtain. Mm. If you just sit and say, "Oh, I failed and then I'm gonna give up," then you're really not built for it. But mm. and another thing too, don't wait till you're good to post your work. Mm-hmm. Because if you wait till you if you wait till you're good to post your work, you're never you gonna post anything. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, every successful photographer, videographer, content creator, they started somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna start good. You're not gonna start perfect. You can't. <laughs> you can't. If you wait till you're good, you're not going nowhere. But you start. With a trash picture, you get feedback. You build it up. Next one is better. Next one is even better. More, 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 more. You build your your presence. Cause if somebody just goes to your YouTube, for example, mm-hmm. they see your first video. I don't think you have to stop liking <laughs> it. No, no, no. But the fact that people can see. This progress mm-hmm. says a lot. This guy didn't give up. This mm-hmm. guy didn't just wake up today and be like, oh, I'm going to just go buy this equipment and just put it out there. Mm-hmm. This guy actually put in the time, put in the work mm-hmm. to improve himself day by day. Mm-hmm. That's one of the advice I wish, like I could tell everybody who wants to start, mm-hmm. just start. Mm-hmm. And then the main thing I want to tell everybody, the best camera out there, as the one you hold in your pocket every day. I started with a phone. A lot of YouTubers do their videos on their phone. With their phone, yeah. But the more you grow, you're going to move into a, a DSLR and mirrorless. But start with this. Don't wait till you have money to buy a $6,000 camera. Because mm. 
you ain't never gonna get there if you just keep wasting your time thinking and waiting till the day you're good mm. that's one of the things that i would wish to give as advice to everybody who wants to start and everybody who is at a point that just want to be good before doing anywhere because mm. like 15 year old me would never think i would be sitting here getting asked to be on a podcast or even have a blue check after all mm-hmm. i would not be sitting here thinking oh i'm gonna make it mm-hmm. i decided to put myself out there and it worked out in the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. but that's because of persistence that's because i decided to keep working on myself you know mm-hmm. so that's one of the advice i would give to anybody who wants to start and begin somewhere mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel all right y'all Leave a like, leave a comment. We appreciate y'all, and we out.